Hello everyone and welcome. By now you might be a bit familiar with our annual routine. Every once in a while the update takes a little bit of a hiatus and I personally start growing some facial hair. But I'm hoping I won't have this for very long because we're recording new episodes of the update very soon. In the meantime, however, we have some very special gifts for all of you. As you know, now we've been on the air long enough to get to know each other pretty well, but not a lot of people have heard our old classic episodes. Well, for the next bit, we're going to be rectifying that by going into our archives, and we've been playing every single episode of the update from year number one. Year two of the update was trying to improve the first year growing pains. We had moved into a prime five o'clock slot, and we were starting to find our way. But that doesn't mean we had the occasional slip-up and mistake every now and again. But those mistakes and slip-ups only just made us better. And of course, there were other WKRB moments. There were new trainees. Uh, my old friend Chris jumped in as a co-anchor every now and again. But year number two was when the update really started to get the train moving. Enjoy year number two of the update, and we'll be back with new episodes very soon. And in the words of uh, Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news will be good news, I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck, be safe, please be well, and we'll see you back here again very soon. 24 hours a day, commercial free. This is 90.3 WKRB, Kingsboro Community College, Brooklyn, New York. From New York, the greatest city in the world. This is the update with the latest up to the minute information, keeping you informed with everything you need to know about your world. With Brandon Julian, a 90.3 WKRB and WKRB.org. Everything you need to know because anything can happen in New York. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Update with Brandon Julian here at 90.3 WKRB and WKRB.org. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening to us on this Thursday morning, thank you so much for joining us. It's a beautiful day out here in New York City. Sun is out. The birds are singing. The clouds are slightly blocking the sun for some strange reason. I have no idea why they're doing that. But in the mean, but we will get to everything you need to know, including our exclusive WKRB forecast in just a minute. In the meantime, good morning, everyone. Brandon Julian back here in the chair. We had a couple days off to get ready for the fall semester, and it is officially here. And I'm also back in the back in the chair with me, someone who's been someone who's been acting like a stranger since le- since last semester. We will we will get into those reasons later on. Is is of course Miss Rebecca. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, Brandon. 
So it. So one of the things we were talking about before the sh- before the show came on is that Rebecca was singing on her on her on her snap her, on her Snapchat account. <laughs> A thing, a thing for some reason that I still do not exactly know how to use just yet. But if, but if anyone on Rebecca's Snapchat is listening, <laughs> later on in our later on in our show, we're going to talk about why happy people cheat. It's a very, it's a very hot button issue with me, with many people out there. So we're going to address, we're going to do address that. A little later on. In the mean, in the meantime, however, let's get started with everything that you need to know. As our WKRB news time is now eleven eighteen. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies. It's time for traffic and weather together. Let's get you started right now with a check of your subway of your subways. Right now, we got delays on a whole bunch of lines. Uh, we have ongoing signal problems at Baychester Avenue on the five line. So your northbound five trains are currently running with delays right now. And we had an earlier incident with a train in, with mechanical problems at Fifth Avenue and 53rd Street. So your E and M trains have resumed with residual delays as well. All of your other subways are running on or close to schedule at this time. Let's go over from the roads and get you a check of what rails, excuse me, and give you a check of what's happening out on the roadways right now. Just a couple of the many incidents that are happening out there. Let's start in lower Manhattan on the Brooklyn Bridge going south. We have a disabled vehicle that's blocking the right lane. At Centre Street, so you have some delays in that area. To the Bronx, we go on I-95 southbound, where we have a disabled truck. At 3rd Avenue at Exit 3, you're backed up to the Bruckner Interchange over at Exit 6. On the Bruckner Expressway going westbound, we have an accident blocking two lanes. At the Bronx River Parkway, you're backed up all the way to White Plains Road. As we go into Queens, we have a disabled bus on the Van Wick Expressway going southbound at Linden Boulevard at exit 3. You backed up all the way to the Jackie Robinson Parkway near the Kew Gardens Interchange. And in Brooklyn, usual road construction on the Bell Parkway westbound between Rockaway Parkway at exit 13 and Flatbush Avenue over at exit 11. Alternate side parking and meter rules are in effect for today. Garbage and recycling is on schedule and public schools are back in session today, except a partial, it's only a partial half day for pre-kindergarten students. Boy, do I remember the days when I, boy, I personally remember the days when I was in kindergarten. WKRB news time right now is 1120. Let's get a first check right now of our exclusive WKRB forecast. Rebecca, was it a good, did you, did you notice that the sky was actually somewhat sunny and decent even though there was even though there were some clouds mixed in as you were walking as you were walking into campus this morning yes it is um it's quite sunny i think it's supposed to be sunny for like the next like four days right if we all got like rained out yesterday yes it's supposed to be sunny but you know there are a select handful of people who still have some days off if you if you're gonna spend me tomorrow <laughs> 
if you're going to spend your day at the beach today, we have a, a rip current statement in effect that lasts until 9 o'clock tonight. It was just obey the lifeguards at the beaches. For the rest of your afternoon today, we're going to have partly sunny skies. Our highs will be in the mid-70s. And then tonight we'll have mostly clear skies and our lows will be around 60 degrees. Currently outside right now at JFK Airport, it's 68 degrees with partly cloudy skies. Our humidity is at 70%. Our winds are out of the southwest at 12 miles an hour. 68 degrees. We're going up to around 75 degrees this afternoon. WKRB news time is now going on 11:22. In city news this morning, the NYP, NYPD officers have shot and killed a man who they say was armed with a knife and a fake gun. It happened yesterday while officers were, were conducting a wellness check on a tenant at an apartment in the Bronx. Police say the 31-year-old man's landlord opened the door to the apartment. And officers were met by the man who was holding a knife in one hand and what appeared to be a gun in the other. Police say they repeatedly ordered him to drop the weapons, but he didn't. Moments later, they say the man raised the fake gun. That's when one officer deployed a stun gun and two officers fired their weapons, killing him. Authorities say it was the first police shooting to be captured on an official NYPD body camera. In other news this morning, California's attorney general says a separate lawsuit. He plans to file over the Trump administration's plan to end protections for young immigrants will mirror the legal arguments made in a suit already filed by 15 other states and the District of Columbia. Attorney General Xavier Becerra, a Democrat, said yesterday he is going ahead with his own lawsuit because one in four participants, excuse me, in the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals Program, or DACA, lives in California, and the state will suffer the greatest harm from its termination. He says he will file the suit soon. Becerra says he's been talking with fellow fellow attorney generals for months about what to do if DACA is terminated, and that the legal grounds of his case will be similar to the one filed earlier in the day by the other states. A lawsuit calls the move by Trump an unconstitutional culmination of his commitments to punish people with Mexican roots. Becerra says ending DACA will harm the people it protects, along with California's economy and higher education system. WKRB News Time is now 1124. City public schools are back in session today and new for students this year. Will that, will that be that New York City public schools will offer free lunch to every student? Schools Chancellor Carmen Farina announced a new lunch policy yesterday. About three-quarters of the city's 1.1 million public school pupils qualify for free or reduced-price lunch under federal guidelines. But many eligible students haven't received the free meals, often because parents neglect to fill out the required paperwork. Advocates for child nutrition have long urged the city to ensure universal access by making lunch free. Mayor Bill de Blasio says free school lunch will ensure that every kid in New York City has the fuel they need to succeed. The new school year starts today. Several other U.S. school districts, including Boston and Detroit, already offer free lunch for all.
Endangered Republicans across America are struggling to defend President Trump's decision to deport to deportation protections for young people living in the country illegally who came here as children. The Trump administration gave Congress six months to adopt an alternative, yet that is far from certain. And on the ground in key states and swing districts, a concerned Hispanic community is getting angrier at Trump's Republican Party as next year's midterm elections loom. In isolated instances, Republicans facing difficult re-election tests condemned the president's latest move. The vast majority, however, praised Trump for ending what they viewed as an unconstitutional Obama-era program and vowed to find a compassionate solution. The varied responses highlight the GOP's struggle to balance the interests of Trump's base of supporters and the nation's growing Hispanic community. WKRB News Time is now 11.26. New York State is getting nearly $26 million in federal funds to reimburse law enforcement agencies for costs associated with guarding President Trump, his family, and their Manhattan residents. Congresswoman Nita Lowy announced the grounds yesterday. She says the money covers costs incurred during the two and a half months between Election Day and the Republican President's Inauguration Day. Lowy is a Democrat and a ranking member on the House Appropriations Committee. The NYPD is getting $18.9 million, and the Suffolk County Police Department excuse me, is getting $7 million. NYPD Commissioner James O'Neill had written to New York's congressional delegation seeking the reimbursement. The original estimate had been lowered from $35 million to $24 million. Mayor Bill de Blasio says his city's taxpayers are getting back part of what they're owed. The Bronx Spear, damaged during the September 11th attacks, is now at its permanent home overlooking the rebuilt World Trade Center site. The 25-ton Koenig Spear was officially placed on view yesterday at the new Liberty Park overlooking the 9-11 Memorial. The Port Authority of New York and New Jersey last year approved plans to move the sculpture from its temporary place in Battery Park at Manhattan's southern tip. The spear once stood between the Trade Center's two towers. The late German artist Fritz, Fritz Koenig created the work commissioned by the Port Authority, which later lost 84 employees. Its eternal flame honors the more than 2,700 people who died at the Trade Center back in 2001. WKRB News Time is now 1128. The 1994 film Crooklyn will be screened for New York City residents after a contest to find a New York-centric film to unite the city. The One Film, One New York contest ran throughout August and invited people to vote on one of five films to be screened by the city government for free in all five boroughs at local parks and movie theaters. According to the Mayor's Office of Media and Entertainment, Spike Lee's film will be screened on September 13th. In addition to the winning film, Crooklyn, the other movies included On the Town, New York, New York, Desperately Seeking Susan, and The Wedding Banquet, all of which are set in New York City. 
Crooklyn is a slight is a slice of life film that depicts Brooklyn back in the 1970s. Some some interesting news for some interesting uh, news for you, Rebecca, out of South out of Long Island this morning. Rachel Ray, the author and Emmy winning chef who started out working in restaurants in upstate New York, has listed her home in the Hamptons for sale for nearly five million dollars. Newsday reports the 49-year-old Glens Falls, New York native Southampton home is on the re- is on the market for 4.9 million dollars. The six-acre property is surrounded by on three sides by a golf course and includes a three-bedroom, five-bathroom home with an in-ground pool, a four-room pool house with a kitchen and a separate one-room structure. Ray was raised in a restaurant family and worked at bars and eateries in the popular region, tourism region in Lake George in the Adirondacks. A best-selling cookbook author, she has her own syndicated daytime television program and lifestyle magazine. Would you be interested in buying that house, Rebecca? If I had that kind of money, sure. <laughs> who would who doesn't want their own three three bedroom three bedroom Five bathroom house. You know what's crazy is uh, homes in Park Slope, like the brownstones, mm-hmm. are going for the same price four or five million. And they don't even have three or three or. They don't have a big backyard with you know in ground pool. <laughs> I would just love to. You know, you're living right if you have more bathrooms than you than you actually than you actually need. WKRB News Time now, 1131. And finally, out of Albany this morning, a coalition of more than 100 nonprofit community service organizations is urging New York's congressional delegation to reject proposed budget cuts to food stamps, Medicaid, and other social programs. The group wrote to the state's federal lawmakers today asking them to fight the cuts which they said would devastate services for the most vulnerable residents. Groups that signed on the le- onto the letter include child, advo- child advocacy organizations, food banks, community service groups, and religious organizations like Catholic Charities and the state's Council of Churches. In the letter, the groups say that proposals to cut billions of dollars from family assistance programs, the child tax credit, and Medicaid are deeply disturbing. They say Congress should find a bipartisan solution that protects services and avoids big problems at the state and national level. Finally, I forgot there was one more story on here. Finally, out of Albany, a new poll finds support among New York voters for allowing Confederate statues and memorials to stay up. A Siena College poll of registered voters released yesterday found 59% of respondents statewide in favor of keeping the Confederate monuments. A small majority of Democrats believe Confederate statues or memorials should be removed. But 84% of Republicans and 66% of independents say that they should stay up. Support for keeping the statues up was strongest among upstate respondents. Communities in the South and elsewhere have been wrestling with the issue of whether to remove statues of the Confederate figures. The statewide poll of 771 New York registered voters was conducted August 26th through the 30th 
and has an overall margin of error of 4.2 percentage points. WKRB News Time now 11:33. We come back, Rebecca. We're going to talk some sports, and even though this is as nothing to do with sports. Do you want to know who's going to be on the upcoming season of The Bachelor? Oh, I don't know. Hit me. Well, they, well, they released Good Morning America revealed who's going to be the upcoming Bachelor for this season. And this and whoever's going to be the Bachelor might su- might surprise you because he was on he was on The Bachelorette. We'll tell you who this mystery man is in a moment. And then we're going to talk about some of the weirder but true stories going on out there. Uh, including a story of a woman who slipped out of handcuffs and stole a police SUV. Where did this, where did this happen exactly? We're going to talk about that in just a minute. And then, of course, Rebecca, I have the article, have the article pulled up here. Why do ha- why do ha- why do happy people cheat? Are we talking about that now? We're going to talk we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that coming up next actually. I'm why do happy <laughs> why do you ha- why do happy people cheat? We're going to talk about that coming up next. This is the update with Brandon and Rebecca on a Thursday morning here on 90.3 WKRB. Streaming live from Brooklyn to wherever you are. The update will be right back on 90.3 WKRB and WKRB.org. Three tours driving Humvees in Afghanistan. Six years treating soldiers. Twelve years flying choppers. When my sister came back from her last tour in Afghanistan, she didn't want to talk about it. But she knew I was there to listen. My son saved lives as a medic in the military, and I always remind him how much his service meant to our country. Sometimes my husband still has difficult memories. They can be overwhelming. With the Veterans Crisis Line, I know where to turn when we need support. I made the call and got support for my sister. I called because I was concerned about my son. We got him connected to care, and it's made a difference. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 or chat online at VeteransCrisisLine.net. You don't usually get a stock tip from a 16-year-old, but I'm here to tell you about a different kind of stock. It's called Better Futures, a stock for social change that's not about making money. Instead, you invest to help students like me go to college. This is beyond a simple donation. It's the opportunity for America to invest in its kids and take an active stake in the future of the country. The return on your investment isn't money. What you get back is knowing you protected our potential. So one day, that potential can grow up to become surgeons and architects, executives and engineers, people who can change the future just by being a part of it. My name is Alicia, and I'm your dividend. Invest in better futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. A public service announcement brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. 
Every year, tens of thousands of youth experience homelessness. I didn't know how they were going to react. I just told my mom that I was gay. One in four LGBT youth who come out to their parents is told to leave home. She wanted to go and talk to my dad about this. He started reproaching me, telling me that he didn't raise someone gay. I started going to my grandma's house to sleep over. She kicked me out too. Runaway and homeless youth are often victims of commercial sexual exploitation. I was in the drugs and prostitution for five years. 1-800-RUNAWAY provides 24-hour access to a nationwide network of housing and support services for homeless and runaway youth. I just felt so rejected. I felt like a failure. If you or someone you know needs help, 1-800-RUNAWAY can provide support and connect you to the right resources. You can also text 66008 or go to 1-800-RUNAWAY.org. We can end youth homelessness. Hey, Dad, how do you throw a curveball? How do you build a fort? How do refrigerators run? How do fish learn how to swim? Kids ask a lot of questions. How high can you jump? But you don't have to know every answer. How many phone numbers are there? Because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. How do cell phones work? There are thousands of children in foster care who don't need every question answered. What's electricity? They just need you. What's the moon made of? For more information on how you can adopt, go to AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Today... You ate Greek yogurt. You took the train. You wondered why people spend so much time reading celebrity blogs. You read a celebrity blog. You planned a workout. You skipped it. You did all the things that one normally does the day before a devastating earthquake shakes the community to the ground. You never know when the day before is the day before. Prepare for tomorrow at ready.gov today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Today, you brushed your teeth, you skipped the floss, you combed your hair, you took the train, you did the crossword, you missed 22 across, you went to work, you had a meeting, you ate your lunch, you had another meeting, you wondered how is anyone supposed to get any work done around here with so many meetings. You left the office. You took the train. You ate your dinner. You brushed your teeth. You did all the things that one normally does the day before a brutal EF5 tornado rips through town, leaving 30,000 people without power. You never know when the day before is the day before. Prepare for tomorrow at ready.gov today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in point one miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Most days go by without a whole lot of surprises. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? Would you be prepared? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. 
Be informed. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian, of all the radio stations in New York, we're one of them. This is The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the Sports Update. Welcome back to the update with Brandon Julian here on 90.3 WKRB and WKRB.org. WKRB News Time now 1141. We're going to get to everything else in just a minute, but let's talk some sports right now on this Thursday morning. Out at City Field, Robert Gazelman pitched well in a winning return from the Miners, and Travis Darno Homer to help the Mets beat the Phillies 6-3 on Wednesday night in a game shortened to six innings because of rain. As Drupal Cabrera went 3-for-3 three three with an RBI single and scored twice, as the Mets improved the 37-17 and 17 against Philadelphia over the past three years. New York took 2-3 of three from the last-place Phillies and has won 18 of the last 21 series against them. Nick Williams hit a two-run homer, and Cesar Hernandez was 3-for-3 three three with an RBI double for the Phils who trailed 6 to nothing before scoring three in the sixth off Gazelman following Cabrera's throwing error. But any hopes of completed the comeback were washed away when the game was called after a 57-minute delay, excuse me, with one out in the bottom half of the inning. Rookie Nick Pavetta, who took the loss, gave up six runs and ten hits in five innings. The Yankees were also washed out by rain. Let's talk some soccer right now, and Jack Harrison scored his ninth goal of the season in the 84th minute, helping NYCFC beat Sporting Kansas City 1-0 on a rainy Wednesday night. NYCFC is 8-0-2 in its last 10 home games. Kansas City has only won once in its last 10 regular season road games. Earlier in NYC's winning possession, Tim Melia punched away Thomas McNamara's shot, and R.J. Allen tracked down the loose ball near the sideline. Harrison chested down Allen's cross near the penalty shot, penalty spot, excuse me, and volleyed it home. Both teams were also shorthanded. NYC's David Vila was injured during his call-up for Spain's World Cup qualifiers as Sporting KC had four players out on international duty. Kansas City's first shot on goal didn't come until the 46th minute on Roger Espinosa's smash from distance. Milia's kick save denied Harrison's close-range shot, close shot excuse me, in the 68th minute. WKRB News Time now 11.44. And finally this morning... ABC has announced that race car driver Ari Lujanjic Jr. as its next bachelor. Lujanjic was revealed as the leading man for the reality competition on on ABC's Good Morning America this morning. He says he's he's going into the experience with an open mind and an open heart. The 35-year-old says his experience making quick decisions on the racetrack will help him on the show. If you remember, Luyen Dyke was the runner-up on the eighth season of The Bachelorette in 2012, failing to win the heart of Emily Maynard. 
He has completed in the IndyCar, Indy Lights, and other racing series. His father is two-time Indianapolis 500 winner, Ari Loyenduck. In terms of today's action, the Yankees are on the road to play the Orioles this afternoon at 1.35 p.m. Sonny Gray gets the ball for the Yankees, and Kevin Gosman will get the start for Baltimore. And the Mets are at home to play the Reds tonight at 7.10 p.m. Matt Harvey gets the ball for the Mets. Tyler Mayhill goes for Cincinnati. WKRB News Time now, 11.45. When we come back, we'll give you another check of your traffic and weather together. And then we're going to talk about some of the latest weirder but true stories happening out there. It's all coming up in just a minute. This is the update with Brandon and Rebecca here on 90.3 WKRB. Not near your radio and want to listen to us on the go? Download the TuneIn app and search for WKRB or download the KBCC mobile app. I definitely feel like the words veteran and homeless should never go together. Sergeant Michelle Garcia served meritoriously in Iraq and Afghanistan. I had friends and, you know, I went and stayed at a friend's house. And then I realized, well, you're staying at your friend's house, but... How long can you stay there? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to call home? Lieutenant Richard Stokely took the skills he learned in Vietnam and put them to use as a paramedic. But after they left the service, these veterans had problems with homelessness. Michelle lost all her savings, and Richard battled alcoholism for years. It started taking me down, all the way down to the point where I lost my family and I ended up homeless. A simple phone call to 877-424-3838 put them in touch with the Department of Veterans Affairs. If you are a veteran in need or you know a veteran who is homeless or at risk of being homeless, call 877-424-3838 or visit va.gov slash homeless. One in five Americans has come into contact with these bloodthirsty creatures or know someone who has. Reports of infestations have reached pandemic proportions. Bed bugs. They feed on human blood and can leave skin erupting in red, itchy welts. They're also very difficult to control. Bed bugs do not just live in bedrooms, but wherever people go schools, movie theaters, offices not even hospitals are immune to their invasions. The only way to prevent the spread of bed bugs is for each and every one of us to be vigilant and proactive. To learn the simple daily steps that minimize the chances of bringing bed bugs into our lives. And if they do get in, don't go it alone. Bed bugs are most effectively controlled using the help of a qualified and licensed pest professional. Learn more about the bed bug pandemic and how to protect your home and family at pestworld.org. What if it wasn't always about getting ahead? What if you didn't care about being on the fast track? What if your career goals were to change? Instead of flying off to the big interview, what if you flew somewhere else altogether? To embark on a different track, to volunteer in ways you never dreamed of, in places you never imagined yourself being, like a tiny island in the Pacific, barely visible on a map, but where needs are easy to see, or a village on the African continent, where just a little training in HIV awareness can change the fate of thousands. What if you decided to share your skills with others and help someone else get ahead? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? 
To find out more, call 800-424-8580 or visit PeaceCorps.gov. Brandon Julian, Paging Common Sense, Paging Common Sense. Is there any common sense left in the room? This is The Update with Brandon Julian a 90.3 WKRB. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for Traffic and Weather Together. Welcome back to The Update with Brandon Julian with Rebecca here on 90.3 WKRB and WKRB.org. Our WKRB news time now, 11.49. Let's just give you a brief check of the rail, of the rail conditions happening happening out there right now. And the only thing we have is that we have ongoing signal problems right now at Baychester Avenue. So your northbound number five trains are running with delays at this time. All your other subways are running on or close to schedule. We'll get you an, an extended check of the traffic with your roads and your rails coming up a little later on. Alternate side parking and meter rules are in effect for today. Garbage and recycling is on schedule. And pre-kindergartners only have a partial half day today. WKRB News Time now 11.50. Let's take an extended look right now, however, at our exclusive WKRB forecast. It's a good-looking day out there. The sunshine's battling the clouds, but it's a dry day throughout. We have a rip current statement in effect at the beaches until 9 o'clock this evening, so obey the lifeguards if you're heading out there. For this afternoon, we have partly sunny skies. Our highs will be in the mid-70s. For tonight, we'll have mostly clear skies. Our lows will be around 60 degrees. For your Friday, if you're getting out of town, it'll be sunny in the morning and then partly sunny with a slight chance of showers in the afternoon. Our highs will be in the mid-70s. Friday night will be partly cloudy in the evening and then we'll start to clear out. Our lows will be in the upper 50s. Rebecca, this weekend is definite is definitely a winner. If you like if you like low comfort, comfortable temperatures, this weekend's gonna be great. For your Saturday, we'll have mostly sunny skies. Our highs will be in the lower 70s. Saturday night, we'll have partly cloudy skies in the evening, then becoming mostly clear. Our lows will be in the upper 50s. And then on Sunday, it'll be sunny skies. Our highs will be in the lower 70s. Currently outside right now at JFK Airport, it is 68 degrees with partly cloudy skies. Our humidity is at 70%. Our winds are out of the southwest at 12 miles an hour. 68 degrees. We're going up to around 75 degrees this afternoon. WKRB News Time now 11:51. Okay, Rebecca, it's time to talk about some of the weirder but true stories we have going on out there and up there in the world. It's it's every it's everybody's favorite segment (laughs) on this show. Actually, let's start in Pennsylvania, where a girl says she and her friends are behind the red balloons found tied to sewer grates in a small Pennsylvania town. And not a homicidal clown. Are you feeling confused by all of this? Allow me to explain. 17-year-old Peyton Rife tells PenLive.com the girls were trying to scare their friends in Littis after seeing a trailer for the upcoming movie It. You seen the, have you seen the commercials for, the, for that movie, by the way? Yes, I have. I don't do scary movies, so the minute the commercial comes on, I just, you know, switch it. Just a little sign. I was at my cousin's house uh, a couple weeks ago, and she was what she put on a movie. 
I forgot the name of the movie, but all I know was that by the end of the movie, I I fell I fell off the ca- I fell off the couch <laughs> in fe- <laughs> in fear. Anyway, a red balloon is the calling card of Pennywise, the sewer dwelling child eating clown in Stephen King's novel turned movie. Rife says the teens were surprised at how much attention the prank got after the local police made a pay- playful post on Facebook saying they were completely terrified to remove the balloons. Rife says that they will meet with the department for a funny follow-up, but says they are not being punished. Like, like if, the, if that type of thing were to go in New York... You would have that. You would have that street. You would have that street cornered off and everything. Anyway, let's move on to Hazlet, New Jersey, where a pair of New Jersey police officers became midwives for a day, helping a woman deliver a baby girl when she and her husband arrived at the station seeking help. According to a Facebook posting, Hazlet Police Sergeant Kevin Gognon and Patrolman Pat Kiley came came to the aid of of the expected mother and her, quote, frantic husband. Giogan, who took charge of the delicate operation, helped deliver the girl at 4.19 p.m. yesterday. The officers say the mother and the newborn baby girl appeared to be in good health. They were escorted to the hospital by the Hazlet Township First Aid Squad. It's It's just a beautiful, heartwarming story that you, that you can... Go to a police department and they will actually help you assist sister baby. It kind of makes some people wonder why we have hospitals. <laughs> They're like, no, let's not. Like, I don't know. What do we? What do we do? What do we do? Why don't we go to the hospital? No, let's go. No, let's go to a nearby police department. Let's go to a nearby police department. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I'll go to the hospital. <laughs> WKRV news time now going on eleven fifty five. Let's move on to Lufkin, Texas, where a Texas woman is being held on several charges after she slipped her handcuffs, stole a police SUV, and then led officers on a pursuit that reached speeds of nearly 100 miles an hour. 33-year-old Toshka Sponsler was being held today in the Angelina County Jail on charges that include evading arrest. Authorities say Sponsler had been detained Saturday on suspicion of shoplifting and was in the back of the SUV when she managed to slip her hand through one of the cuffs. Video released on Tuesday by Lufkin police show her then squeezing through a pad train to reach the front seat. The chase went on for about 20 miles before a state trooper managed to spin her out. Online jail records don't indicate whether she has an attorney or not. It's one of those stories, honestly, you feel like you can hear only in Texas. <laughs> like, re- like, really, that's, o- that's only a Texas size. That's only a t- story that you can only hear in, t- in Texas where a woman can slip, can slip out of handcuffs. But okay, but I want to know how she stole a police SUV. Where were the? Ah, uh, she slipped. You know, she slipped. I know, but so they were they were out of the car. Why were they I believe with her? I believe they I believe they were out of the car. How was how else was she able to? How was how else was she able to steal the SUV? Did she who did she Houdini her way? She Houdini <laughs> no, her way into the front seat? But I'm trying to say, you know, where were they? There should have been, you know. They were, I believe, I believe, according to the video, they were outside of the car. 
Well, <laughs> gotta give it up to her. <laughs> Finally, let's go to Burton, Ohio, where authorities have identified a suspect in an Ohio County Fair burglary who took a bite out of the best of show baked goods during the heist. The plain dealer reports that officials say whoever broke into an ex- ex- exhibit, excuse me, at the Gawaga County Fair in Northeast Ohio has a masked face, a soft fur, and walks on four legs. Wanted posters are now on display for a raccoon or raccoons that left paw prints on baked goods judged to be the best in show among the more than 1,000 entries submitted at the 195-year-old fair. Fair board director Paul Harris says the raccoon took a little sample here and a little sample there from seven of the 11 best-of-show entries, including breads, muffins, scones, pies, and most importantly, a a chocolate cake. Really, everybody loves chocolate cake. Do you know anybody that doesn't does not like chocolate cake? People who are allergic to chocolate. It's not. It's not the point. <laughs> have you ever met anybody else except people who are allergic? Have except for the people who are allergic? Have you ever met anybody who doesn't like chocolate? You want to know why you haven't? Because they're in jail. <laughs> really, it should be really unless you're allergic to it. It should be a crime not to like chocolate. Anyway, WKB News 10 now 11.58. Let's talk about more of the things that happened on this day in history for this September the 7th. The highlight of this day came in 1927 when American television pioneer Philo T. Farnsworth, 21, succeeded in transmitting the image of a line through purely electronic means with a device called an image dissector at his San Francisco laboratory. In 1892, James J. Corbett knocked out John L. Sullivan to win the World Heavyweight Crown in New Orleans in a fight conducted under the Marquess of Queensbury rules. In 1916, the Federal Employees' Compensation Act, providing federal assistance, financial assistance, excuse me, to federal workers who suffered job-related injuries, was signed into law by President Woodrow Wilson. In 1936, rock and roll legend Buddy Holly was born Charles Hardin Holly in Lubbock, Texas. In 1940, Nazi Germany began its eight-month blitz of Britain during World War II with the first air attack on London. In 1957, the original animated version of the NBC TV Peacock logo used to demote, denote, Used to denote programs brought to you in living color, made its debut at the beginning of Your Hit Parade. In 1963, the National Professional Football Hall of Fame was dedicated in Canton, Ohio. In 1964, the controversial Daisy commercial for President Lyndon Johnson's election campaign, featuring a girl plucking flower petals, followed by a nuclear explosion, aired on NBC. In 1967, the situation comedy The Flying Nun, starring Sally Field as a novice nun that finds that she can fly, debuted on ABC. 
1977, the Panama Canal Treaty is calling for the U.S. to eventually turn over control of the waterway to Panama, were signed in Washington by President Jimmy Carter and Panamanian President Omar Torrijos. Also convicted Watergate conspirer G. Gordon Liddy was released from prison after more than four years. In 1979, ESPN made its cable TV debut. In 1987, the syndicated TV talk show Geraldo, hosted by Geraldo Rivera, began an 11-season run. And in 1996, Tupac Shakur was shot and mortally wounded on the Las Vegas Strip. He died six days later. WKRB News Time now, 12.01. When we come back, we're going to recap our top stories for you. We're going to check some business news. And then, of course, toward the end of our program today, we're going to talk about the most hard-hitting issue of the day. Why do happy people cheat? It's a very, it's a very hot-button issue, I must, I have to tell you. Why do happy people cheat? Well, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. We pause 10 seconds right now for station identification. We will see you in just a couple of minutes. This is the update with Brandon and Rebecca on a Thursday afternoon here on 90.3 WKRB. Why do, why do happy people cheat? I have no idea. No idea. Yeah, talk about I have no idea why. <laughs> News for New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. 24 hours a day, commercial free. This is 90.3 WKRB, Kingsborough Community College, Brooklyn, New York. Paralyzed Veterans of America, National Service Officers. We've got an entire generation of men and women who have seen war, They're going to need voices. They're going to need advocates. Paralyzed Veterans of America is here to help. We're going to make sure that the Veterans Affairs gives them everything that they're entitled to. Get all the health care they need. Making a person's house adaptable for them to go back home and live. Education benefits. And we also focus on getting them a job. And if something happens to the veteran, then, you know, we're the spouse's advocate. We help our veterans for free. The way that Paralyzed Veterans of America does that is through their national service officers that are located throughout the United States. Our work is important because people depend on us. And they know when they come to Paralyzed Veterans of America, they're going to get the right answer, and they know that we are there for them 24-7, because we are. Changing lives, building futures. That's Paralyzed Veterans of America. To learn more, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. I was facing foreclosure. I was desperate for help. I paid them $1,500 and never got the help they promised. Don't let the fear of losing your home make you the victim of a loan modification scam. Remember these facts to protect yourself. It's illegal for most companies to charge fees in advance, no matter how small. No company can guarantee they can modify your loan or stop a foreclosure. And never send your mortgage payment to anyone but your lender. The easiest way to avoid a scam? Don't pay for a loan modification. Get free help from a HUD-approved counseling agency now. To learn more, report a scam, or find out if you've been a victim, call 1-888-995-HOPE or visit LoanScamAlert.org. That's 1-888-995-4673 and LoanScamAlert.org. 
Know the signs. Get the facts. Every year, tens of thousands of youth experience homelessness. I didn't know how they were going to react. I just told my mom that I was gay. One in four LGBT youth who come out to their parents is told to leave home. She wanted to go and talk to my dad about this. He started reproaching me, telling me that he didn't raise someone gay. I started going to my grandma's house to sleep over. She kicked me out too. Runaway and homeless youth are often victims of commercial sexual exploitation. I was in the drugs and prostitution for five years. 1-800-RUNAWAY provides 24-hour access to a nationwide network of housing and support services for homeless and runaway youth. I just felt so rejected. I felt like a failure. If you or someone you know needs help, 1-800-RUNAWAY can provide support and connect you to the right resources. You can also text 66008 or go to 1-800-RUNAWAY.org. We can end youth homelessness. From New York, the center of the Western world, this is The Update. With the latest up-to-the-minute information, with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB and WKRB.org. It's everything you need to know because anything can happen in New York. Welcome back to the update with Brandon Julian here on 90.3 WKRB at WKRB.org. WKRB news time now, 12.06, if you're just joining us on the update. Good afternoon, everyone. Brandon Julian alongside Rebecca here in the studio on a Thursday afternoon. Let's get you updated on our top stories this afternoon. NYPD officers have shot and killed a man who they say was armed with a knife and a fake gun. It happened yesterday while officers were conducting a wellness check on a tenant at an apartment in the Bronx. Police say the 31-year-old man's landlord opened the door to the apartment and officers were met by the man who was holding a knife in one hand and what appeared to be a fake gun in the other. Police say they repeatedly ordered him to drop the weapons, but he didn't. But he wouldn't, excuse me. Moments later, they say the man raised the fake gun. That's when one officer deployed a stun gun and two officers fired their weapons, killing him. Authorities say it was the first police shooting captured on an official NYPD body camera. In other news this afternoon, California's attorney general says a separate lawsuit he plans to file over the Trump administration's plan to end protections for young immigrants will mirror the legal arguments made in a suit already filed by 15 states in the District of Columbia. Attorney General Xavier Becerra, a Democrat, said yesterday he's going ahead with his own lawsuit because one in four participants in, in the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals Program, or DACA, lives in California, and the state will suffer the greatest harm from its termination. He says that he will file the suit soon. And New York City public school students will be off will be getting free lunch when the school year starts today. Schools Chancellor Carmen Farinia announced the new lunch policy today. Yesterday, excuse me. About three quarters of the city's one point one public school pupils qualify for free or reduced price lunch under federal guidelines. But many eligible students haven't received the free meals, often because the parents neglect to fill out the required paperwork. 
Advocates for child nutrition have long urged the city to ensure universal access by making lunch free. Mayor Bill de Blasio says free school lunch will ensure that every kid in New York City has the fuel they need to succeed. The new school year starts today. Several other U.S. school districts, including Boston and Detroit, already offer free lunch for all. Those are just some of the top stories on the update for this Thursday afternoon. WKRB News Time now, 12.09. Let's get a check of business news on this Thursday. Stocks are edging mostly higher in early trading on Wall Street, led by gains in technology companies and retailers. Microsoft climbed almost 1% early Thursday. Home Depot gained 1.4% and Amazon rose 1%. RH, formerly known as Restoration Hardware, soared 44% after beating earnings expectations in the second quarter and raising its annual forecast. Barnes & Noble sank 11% after reporting earnings that missed estimates. Currently looking at the numbers on Wall Street right now. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 34 points to 21,772. The S&P 500 is down 2 points, but the Nasdaq is actually is up 3 points. It's actually up 3 points. In Indianapolis, Eli Lilly will slash its global workforce by nearly 9% as the drug maker closes some research sites and pushes to trim fixed costs. The Indianapolis company said today will cut about 3,500 positions, mostly through a volunteer retirement program in the United States. The insulin maker employed about 42,000 people worldwide at the end of June. Lilly will close research and development sites in Bridgewater, New Jersey and Shanghai, China. It also will move production from an animal health manufacturing site in Larchwood, Iowa, to another plant. Chairman and CEO David Ricks said in a statement that his company wants to streamline its business in order to invest in new treatments and capitalize on recently launched drugs. The company expects about $500 million in annual savings from the cuts. WKRB News Time now 12:11 and finally this afternoon out of London Jaguar Land Rover says all of its new vehicles will at least be partially electrified by 2020. The decision was announced Thursday in London and brings the British-based company in line with several other major producers moving away from relying on solely on combustion engines. Casey Parks, with the agency that handles the company's North American communications, says the global change means all new cars will either be all-electric or hybrids. CEO Ralph Spaeth said in the company's first fully electric performance SUV will go on sale next year as the Jaguar I-Pace. He said the company, which is owned by India's Tata Motors, is embracing the fully electric plug-in hybrid and mild hybrid vehicles. WKRB News Time Now 1212. When we come back, we're going to talk about some national news on this Thursday afternoon, including keeping an eye on the latest on Hurricane Irma. Plus, we'll talk about some celebrity birthdays as well. And then, of course, the most hard-hitting issue of the day. Why do happy Why do happy people cheat? Me and Rebecca are going to discuss that very, very shortly. This is the update with Brandon Julian. 
with Rebecca on a Thursday here on 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. Drowning is a leading cause of accidental death and brain injury for children. The National Drowning Prevention Alliance believes we can change that if everyone follows the safer three rules. For safer water, prevent children's unsupervised access to all types of water. Every pool and spa should be surrounded by a four-sided isolation fence with self-closing, self-latching gates. All house doors that lead to the pool need alarms. And if a child is missing, check the pool area first. For safer kids, provide careful adult supervision of children when they're in and around water. Teach them how to swim and to follow water safety rules, such as never to play near drains. For safer response, know what to do in an emergency. Have a phone and rescue equipment near the pool and learn CPR. Please visit PoolSafely.gov. That's PoolSafely.gov. And have a safer three summer. Did you know that teens who volunteer are happier, less stressed, and more connected to others? According to a study of 1,200 teenagers by the Potential Spirit of Community Awards, students who volunteered not only had these strong feelings about volunteering, but they also had a more positive perception of themselves when it came to leadership, dependability, and independence. I don't want to just sit back and watch the world go by and know that I could be doing something to make the world better. I just really fall in love with helping people. I feel very accomplished when when I know that I've helped somebody. When you know that you can do something to impact someone else, it's just this incredibly fulfilling moment. When one person can make a difference. It's an amazing experience that makes you feel so good inside, and there's so many people out there who can use your help. Volunteering not only can affect a community or a person, it can change the world. For 22 years, the Potential Spirit of Community Awards has been honoring excellence in young volunteers. If you would like to learn more, visit spirit.potential.com. This is the story of Daniel, who was born two months early. He weighed one pound, seven ounces. His lungs weren't ready. His heart wasn't ready. His brain wasn't ready. At the hospital, the nurses said Daniel was a fighter, and they would do all they could to help him. The doctor said even with the best care, Daniel may never walk. He may never see. He may never learn. Daniel's parents spent night after night at the hospital, watching his every breath, holding his tiny hands, and looking for signs that he was growing stronger. At home, his parents looked around Daniel's empty nursery, at the quiet toys and the still rocker, and they hoped that one day they could sit in that rocking chair and tell this story to their very healthy son. Daniel's is just one of the more than 500,000 stories of babies born prematurely last year, but there's hope for a happy ending. The March of Dimes is funding the research and programs to stop premature birth. You can help bring more babies home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.com. Working together for stronger, healthier babies. Listen to us on Mixcloud to know more about the stories that matter to you and to prepare more for the weather ahead. And did you miss any episodes of the update? Listen to any episode anytime at Mixcloud.com slash the update. Also, follow us on Twitter at the WKRB update. Welcome back to the update with Brandon Joy and with Rebecca here on 90.3 WKRB and WKRB.org. Of course, it's uh, Pitbull with uh, Timber. I believe it's featuring Kesha also, I believe. 
Why do I? What do I know about that stuff? I'm like seven, like seventy years old. <laughs> w. He's been complaining about back pains all day. <laughs> uh, you, you should hear the stuff we talk about during the commercial breaks. It's outstanding. WKRB News Time now twelve going on twelve seventeen. Let's talk some national news on this Thursday. And of course, we have to be serious when we talk about the latest with her with Hurricane Irma out of Puerto Rico this afternoon. Airports in the Bahamas are shutting down with the approach of Irma. The government says the international airport in Nassau will close late today. And it urges people who plan to leave the island chain east of Florida to check with airlines for space. Grand Bahamas Airport and a less populated island throughout the chain will close by noon tomorrow. Hurricane Irma has cut a path of devastation across the northern Caribbean, leaving at least 10 dead and thousands homeless. The storm could also make a catastrophic strike on Florida. The U.S. National Hurricane Center predicted Irma would remain at Category 4 or 5 for the next day or two as it passes just to the north of the Dominican Republic and Haiti today, near the Kirks and Caicos and parts of the Bahamas tonight, and skirts Cuba tomorrow night into Saturday. It will then likely head north toward Florida where people were rushing to board up homes, fill cars with gasoline, and find a route to safety. Out of Florida this afternoon as Hurricane Irma bears down on Florida, an Associated Press analysis shows a steep drop in flood insurance across the state, including the areas most endangered by what could be a devastating storm surge. According to the Federal Emergency Management Agency data, in just five years, the state's total number of federal flood insurance policies has fallen by 15%. Florida's property owners still buy far more federal flood insurance than any other state, 1.7 million policies covering about $42 billion in assets. But most residents in hazard zones are badly exposed. 59% of the owners of properties in flood hazard zones don't have this insurance, despite requirements to have the coverage as a condition of their federally-backed mortgage loans. FEMA, which is ultimately responsible for enforcing flood insurance requirements, didn't respond to an email seeking comment from its Washington office. WKB News Time now, 1219. Out of Washington this afternoon, a Democrat on the Senate Judiciary Committee says he wants to hear more from Donald Trump Jr. about his meeting with a Russian lawyer last year. Senator Richard Blumenthal said on MSNBC's Morning Joe... He wants to know more, adding that it is equally important to learn what happened afterward. He says his fear is the meeting was a prelude or overture to more coordinated activity between the Trump campaign and Russia and says he wants to know if afterward there was obstruction of justice. Staffers on the Senate Judiciary Committee, one of the three congressional panels conducting investigations, plan to privately interview the younger Trump today. Blumenthal plans to attend the meeting. Also out of Washington, President Trump is trying to reassure the hundreds of thousands of immigrants in a program his administration announced it is ending. For all those, quote, DACA, that are concerned about your status during the six-month period, you have nothing to worry about. No action, he tweeted. He's referring to... 
to Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA, which President Obama created by executive order back in 2012. Trump's administration said on Tuesday it is rescinding the program but is giving Congress six months to take action on it. Trump is navigating politically tricky waters. Portions of his Republican voters wanting a hard line on illegal immigration, yet others in his administration and the majority of Americans support protected status for children brought into the country illegally by their parents. WKB News Time Now, 1221. Also out of Washington, as you may notice, when President Trump is in doubt, he has a ready-made response to any questions. We'll see. Trump has repeatedly delivered his go-to line this week. Asked yesterday if he would tie debt ceiling legislation to Harvey relief. We'll see. On his plans for an increasingly aggressive North Korea. We'll see. And on efforts to work with the Chinese president. We'll see how that works out. Trump relies heavily on we'll see in the White House. He uses it when praying questions about national security, policy deliberations, and personnel. For the one-time real estate tycoon and businessman who often campaigned as a master deal maker, the vague phrase is a multitasking placeholder that helps him stall for time, keep his options open, and build suspense. Also out of Washington, President Trump's ex-strategist is blasting White House aides who publicly distanced themselves from the president's response on Charlottesville, yet stick it out in the West Wing. Steve Bannon, in a CBS interview weeks after he was pushed out, singles out Trump economic advisor Gary Cohen. In Bannon's words, if don't like what he's doing and you don't agree with it, you have an obligation to resign. Cohen denounced Trump after Trump said many sides were to blame for the Virginia violence. Bannon also uses the 60 Minutes interview to criticize the Roman Catholic Church after church leaders denounced Trump's recent decision on young immigrants. Bannon argues that bishops need illegal aliens to fill the churches. The interview was set to air Sunday, but excerpts were released earlier today. And finally this afternoon, out of Newark, New Jersey, the corruption trial of U.S. Senator Bob Menendez and a wealthy donor has resumed with an opening statement from the donors' attorney. Menendez and Florida eye doctor Solomon Melgins face bribery and fraud charges for what prosecutors say was a scheme in which Melgin lavished the New Jersey Democrat with gifts and donations in exchange for political influence. Both men deny the charges and say there was no bribery agreement, but instead a long-lasting friendship that included gift-giving on both sides. The first witness was expected to take the stand this morning. WKRB News Time now twelve twenty-four. Okay, okay, Rebecca, we can't wait. We can't wait any longer. We got to talk. We have to talk about it now. So I have. So I have this question. I have this question for you and for the for the people at home. If you want to, if you want to comment on this, you reach out to us Facebook, Twitter at the WKRB Update. Why do happy people cheat? Uh, that's actually that's actually a long-standing question that not many people have been able to answer. Well, I mean, it's really a simple answer. I think nothing nothing in life is <laughs> nothing in life nothing no. in life is ever simple. Um, okay, but I think it has a lot to do with passion. When you're in 
you know, in a marriage and you have kids and after a couple of years of being married, um, I think people start to lose passion. In the beginning, you know, everything is new and it's exciting and, you know, you just can't keep your hands off each other. But, you know, after a couple of years of being with someone, I think that kind of fades away. And I think people, you know, people want that. Like this, I'm reading this uh, this thing that came out in the Atlantic, I think the Atlantic magazine, and it make, the cover of the thing is like, why happy people cheat? A good marriage, and the thing it says, a good marriage is no guarantee against infidelity. Mm-hmm. Like they say about this person who has a wonderful relationship, great kids, no financial stresses, careers we love, great friends. He is a phenom at work. He's bleeping handsome, attentive lover, fit and generous to everyone, including my parents. Her life is good, and yet she's have, she's having an affair, and she she's doing it with someone that she would never ever date. He drives a truck and has tattoos. This is why. This is why no. This is why, and for the record, this is no offense to any of the people who are to the people who are listening out there. This is why I sometimes think men, women, and relationships can just be so complicated. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because it's because it's like there's no there's no magical answer. There's no magical answer to relationships. Now, if you're one of those people, if you're one of those couples who've been together for how many year for how many years? Like you see those old couples on TV who've been married for like seventy years, and everything works out. That's great. Yeah, but you don't really know what's happening. Well, in someone, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah, you can be married to someone for fifty-five years, but it doesn't mean that you didn't cheat on your spouse, or you know, there weren't issues in the past. I don't. I feel like everyone ends up cheating. If if we're gonna be honest, I feel like everyone ends up cheating. Everyone has. I'm pretty sure people have that temptation, did you? But there's some people who just can't bring themselves to that. Maybe they, you know, maybe they have, maybe they have better morals and can stop, you know, and can stop that, yeah. yeah, and can stop that temptation, mm-hmm. and can stop that temptation to cheat, like. The article okay, also. Okay, but see, having an affair and cheating one time is, you know, what I mean, if we're having an ongoing affair, then that's. I don't know. I feel like that's a little. Who are different. you? Who are you referring to when you? No. Well, who, who, about, uh, All right, let me read. I was about to say, who are you referring? Up. Who are you I referring mean, to when you um, said that just now? It's a hypothetical situation, <laughs> you know, me being with someone. Oh. But you know what I mean. I I don't know. Like, uh, it says in the article here, we also live in an an age of entitlement. Personal fulfillment, we believe, is our due. In the West, sex is a right linked to our individuality, our self-actualization, and our freedom. Thus, most of us arrive at at the altar after years of sexual normadism. But by the time we tied a knot, we've hooked up, dated, cohabited, and broken up. We used to get married and have sex for the first time. Now we get married and stop having sex with others. The conscientious, the conscientious choice we make to reign in our sexual freedom is a testament to the seriousness of our commitment. By turning our backs on loved ones, we confirm the uniqueness of our significant other. 
I found the one I can stop looking. Our desire for others is supposed to be miraculously to miraculously evaporate, vanquished by the power of this singular and this singular attraction. This is a I believe this is something I would have to break this down into like a six part documentary. You, the six part documentary, you know, like how they do on on like Discovery or Animal Planet. Yes. Like ten, like ten. This is part. This is part one. This is part one of our ongoing series. Why do hap? Why do happy people cheat? We should make this. We should make this part of your segment. <laughs> every week, I believe. Well, every week we'll cover a different. Uh, I believe I might. I believe I'm doing. I'm doing it again tomorrow. So tomorrow, people, if you're listening to the show, we're on noon to two tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow's tomorrow at the end of a show, we will talk about. My reasoning on why I believe happy people cheat. All right. Uh, Here tomorrow. In, in the meantime, we do have some, we very quickly have some celebrity birthdays we have to get to, so let's get to it right about now. Uh, jazz musician Sonny Rollins is 87. Actor Bruce Gray is 81. Singer Gloria Gaynor is 74. Uh, singer Alafa Anderson is 71. Actress Susan Blakely is 69, and so is rock musician Dennis Thompson from MC5. Actress Julie Kavner is 67. Rock singer Chrissy Handy from The Pretenders is 66. Rock musician Ben Trench from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers is 64. Actor Corbin Bernson is 63, and so is actor Michael Emerson. Pianist Michael Feinstein is 61. Singer Margot Chapman is 60, and so is actress J. Smith Cameron. Actor W. Earl Brown is 54. Actor Toby Jones is 51. Actress and comedian Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live is 50. Model and actress Angie Everhart is 48, and so is actress Diane Farr. A quartet of 47-year-olds today, country singer Butter from Travel Trailer Choir, actress Monique Gabler-Kernan, actor Tom Everett-Scott, and rock musician Chad Sexton from 311. Actress Shannon Elizabeth is 44. Actor Oliver Hudson is 41. Actor Devon Sawa is 39. Actor J.D. Pardo is 38. Actor Benjamin Hollingsworth from Code Black is 33. Actress Alyssa Diaz from Ray Donovan and Zoo is 32. Singer and musician Wes Willis from Russia Fools is 31. Actress Evren Rachel Wood is 30. And actor Ian Shen from Fresh Off the Boat is 11. Our thought for today comes from Ann Landers, who was an American advice columnist who born, was born in 18, 1918 and died in 2002. Our thought for today is television has proved that people will look at anything rather than each other. Think about that. Uh, final check of our weather this afternoon. It's going to be a beautiful, good-looking day. People go out there and enjoy it. Rip current statement at the beaches until 9 o'clock tonight. For the rest of this afternoon, we are going to have sunny skies. Our highs will be in the mid-70s. And then for tonight, we'll have partly cloudy skies. Our lows will be around 60 degrees. Currently outside, it's 70 degrees. Partly cloudy skies. Our humidity is at 61%. Winds are out of the west, 14 miles an hour. 
70 degrees. We're going up to around 76 degrees or so uh, this afternoon. Uh, well, Rebecca, it was nice, but it was nice having you in. You should, I'm telling you, you should come, you should come back here a little more often. Okay. <laughs> if the invitation <laughs> has been extended, <laughs> then, uh, I'm in. Uh, but because of course, of course, people, we have, of course, people, we have, a, we always have a lot to talk about on our show. And with that being said, that is the update for this Thursday. I'm Brandon Julian. Thank you so much for joining us. We're back tomorrow, 12 to 2 p.m. You're on 90.3 WKRB. Have a great Thursday, everyone. And of course, we will see you back here tomorrow on the update. I'm Brandon. She's Rebecca. Have a great Thursday. See you later. Uh, And we will see you back here tomorrow. Take care, everyone.